What's up, Slow Drip listeners? This is your host, Zach. And Matt. And we have an exciting announcement. CisternaCoffeeCo.com is officially up and running. We are live. And everything is in stock. Uh, We've got our mugs ready to ship. Right in time for Christmas. Today's date is December the 7th. Um, So everything is ready for you to go. Um, Bolivian coffee's in stock. Thai coffee's in stock. Everything's freshly roasted. Coffee mugs, decals. Uh, This has been a long time coming. The site is beautiful and uh, ready to go. So... Wherever you're joining us on the Slow Drip journey, whether it's episode one or the end of the season, take a minute and go check out our new website and store and uh, pick up some coffee just in time for the holidays. Hey, nah, it's buddy P. Hey, it's buddy P. Hey, it's buddy P. Ahí, ahí el Safi, que pon, ahí el ma, sawa sawa, Welcome to another episode of the Slow Drip Podcast. I'm Matt Luce, and joining me this evening again is my dear friend, Pastor David Parmont. We're able to record another episode of the podcast while we're sitting here in Nairobi, in northern Kenya. And uh, tonight I've asked David to share a little bit of the very real ministry struggle and, uh, well, perhaps not struggle, but the very real uh, spiritual battle of um, just spiritual warfare, witchcraft, and, and the presence of the Loi Bon here in uh, Nairobi and surrounding areas and what kind of predicated some of our discussions around this before now have been you sharing some some experiences that you've had and I felt like it was a great opportunity to jump right in and talk about um, the the very real world of spiritual warfare um, we you have seen um, that firsthand here in, in Nairobi I've experience similar things from what you've shared mm-hmm. in other parts of the world and in, in Southeast Asia and India and um, so I'll turn it over to you to, to kind of get started uh, very specific story that I'd like you to share from one of the ladies that we were able to meet going through the manadas and praying with people mm-hmm. as well um, so let's go ahead and just jump right in yeah uh, well uh, I know you have been uh, able to see these happenings across the world, across you move across the world. And so I would begin by saying that um, there's no place that does not have a spiritual realm in it. Uh, Sometimes it's either the Spirit of God or the Spirit of the Evil One. Mm. So when the Spirit of God is not in in a community, in a village, in any place, then the spirit of the evil one could be there. Because uh, when we first came, in our last uh, podcast I shared about how challenging it was uh, when we began the ministry here, 
at least for the, our first three years mm-hmm. uh, of ministry. And uh, I would say that uh, the main uh, challenge was that uh, was the spiritual battle. I mean, I would say the spiritual warfare. Because when we came uh, into this place, into Marsabit, um, a county which is mainly uh, about 90% uh, Muslims, we found a lot of strange things uh, in the ground. I told you that uh, God then, during the day, was, is the sun, was the sun, and during the night is the moon. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of rituals that were going on when we came. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about God. Uh, they only knew about uh, what they see and think it is God. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we came, people go to the caves on top of the mountain and worship their idols. Mm-hmm. Uh, some could go under a certain tree and, I mean, say this tree is sacred. And so that was life when we came. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we also came, we, there were a lot of Lebons. Lebons mm-hmm. in this language, I think, are witch doctors. Mm-hmm. And so they were everywhere, in every village. They were the dominant people. And you could feel the problems in the, in the hearts of the people because they were trusting people. And so when we came, uh, we began with uh, spiritual warfare. But thank God that the Bible says we wrestle again, not against flesh and blood, but against uh, the demonic powers, uh, mm-hmm. principalities, the dark uh, powers of this world. And so we went into prayer and prayed and prayed. And we thank God that uh, he has always been with us, mm-hmm. even in time of need and so we have several experiences of uh, demonic powers working in the midst of the people here I shared the story of one of our church ladies mm-hmm. uh, her name is Dengidan this lady was bewitched in Lysamis and so the whole part of her body was paralyzed. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't even eat by her own. She couldn't move or go outside by her, her own. And so uh, their parents were called because Tengidan was married and uh, her husband was unable to take her to hospital. So her parents were called and I went to the Simon's pick her, took her to the hospital, but the doctors couldn't find any problem in her body after mm. uh, multiple tests. Uh, after the hospital, they had to take her to the witch doctor to see if he could be healed or receive blessings from them, but was, there was no healing. And so Dengidan was taken to her parents' home, stayed there. Remember she was sharing that uh, she stayed in there for two months. Mm-hmm. No healing, no hope, nothing. 
so one day as i was uh, uh walking around hamada came to me and asked if i could pray and if the god we believe yahweh our god in heaven uh, god who is omnipresent can heal and so i told her to just believe mm. and how daughter would be healed and so myself and one of our evangelists uh, ruben mm-hmm. uh laid our hands on her and we prayed in the name of jesus and after four hours mm. i received a call that dengidan uh, has walked she has gone out and she was walking around our house something that the lord has done and uh, something that we must praise god for amen and so uh the following day i came and i found dengidan was standing strong mm-hmm. and uh, she was well mm. i know you saw her she's amen, so yeah. strong she received the lord jesus christ amen she she's in the church and we praise god for um, healing power upon her life we also have a story of a lady who has been losing her children Uh, immediately mm-hmm. after birth i think she she has lost three children just hours or three two days after birth and she was also taken to lebons uh trying to find out what is the problem uh but they couldn't find anything so she has also been visiting the hospital to and fro the doctors couldn't find anything uh but one day just recently uh her mother called me and i went there and they said any time she gives birth she loses children hmm. and uh, i prayed for the the young boy I laid my hand on him and I think you saw him mm-hmm. I think he's 4-5 months old right. now and healthy and we praise God so much for that mm-hmm. we also had a uh, an experience in the church after the building after so much has been done as I was praying and praying and praying I felt that uh, something was wrong in the church I never realized that uh people at night when around the church put in a lot of charms mm. put in a lot of things and so I was wondering what's really happening to the church because when I go before God and pray I feel so bad and I feel so uh so bad and that uh, I I feel that uh, the church is not in the right uh direction so i prayed and prayed and one day as i was walking around the church i found uh under sudden uh stones around the church were a lot of charms mm. a lot of things and so i overturned the stones i prayed in the name of jesus mm-hmm. 
and after the prayer i think i was sharing i i saw so many people being delivered and uh, mm. church attendance improve so many people are coming to church and so we've been experiencing a lot of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. uh but we thank god he's been with us and uh, he's been working miracles and uh we also have a story of a lady who was fainting most of the time mm-hmm. she faints and faints and and faint but after we prayed we saw god healing and god doing instant healing wow. and so 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 some of the thing uh that we were able to experience when we come to this uh place as we were walking around you saw people coming to us mm-hmm. asking if we could pray for healing and i thank god that uh i was praying and asking god to intervene and uh, work miracles so mm-hmm. people could see what god can do mm-hmm. and i praise god that uh he's doing all that and he's been so powerful and Absolutely. working for his glory and that was one of the things that that we were able to see just in the time in the manyanas and walking from boma to boma uh-huh. um and so to a lot to unpack in all of that but to to kind of start back with ntingidan um that story in particular i think really was one of those those moments that um people began to take more notice mm-hmm. and and realize that the god that we serve is indeed far more powerful than any other um you know spiritual presence yeah. that exists and and i i do appreciate the way that you you opened all of that in talking about um we need to be we need to be real with ourselves mm-hmm. and, and we need to be aware that spiritual forces exist in the world yeah and uh if there is a vacuum of spirituality it leaves a place for um evil to to penetrate mm-hmm. and i think that's something that you know my wife and i've even been discussing recently and that we've talked about just in, as a result of uh pandemic lockdowns and covid-19 more and more people have gotten comfortable with online church attendance mm-hmm. and you know when when lockdown happened that became a, a good thing to be able to stay connected with the message mm-hmm. and and I'm not going to wade into what's right and 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 best I'll let anyone who's listening decide that for themselves but what I have realized and what I have seen through some ministry work this past summer was that in the absence of meeting with in person mm-hmm. other believers yeah it allows uh some of those other spiritual forces to to become more active i think oh. that oh, yeah. there's sure. a there's a, a way that the the holy spirit's presence can be magnified mm-hmm. um we know the scripture says that wherever two or more of you are gathered then i will be with you also yeah uh so I, in some ways i take that to be that when we come into close proximity with another believer who's carrying the holy spirit within their hearts and, mm-hmm. and is truly indwelled um there there's sort of a, a magnification 
of that. And so that's why it is so important to to be meeting together in in a, in a church congregation of, of you know in person, mm-hmm. um, and then to to go from that to you know in this place where when you first arrived there was no um, there was no church mm-hmm. here in Nairobi before yeah. you came in 2014, mm-hmm. and and in that vacuum it did give rise to. Uh, the the Loibon presence and the the demonic powers that can can be on earth. Yeah. Um, and Don's story is one of those really great ones that is it, it's so dramatic mm-hmm. that the people of her community can see there's only one way that she could have been healed. Yeah. Um, and that was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, because it wasn't. It wasn't a physical healing. It was the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her, mm-hmm. but it, it came from you know a, a spiritual attack and a bewitchment from when she was in Lysamas. And um, one of the best parts of that story that I think um, I'd like to share with our listeners is that you know you shared with me that in a situation like that, the husband, by cultural right, can abandon his wife, mm-hmm. and kind of the sweetest part of this story for me was to hear that Ntingi Don is going to be reconciled with her husband now that she's been healed again mm-hmm. and be able to, to move back to her family yeah. uh, in Lysamas, and that's a huge praise. Mm-hmm. Um, these other accounts that, that you shared about and, and to be able to meet this lady that had been losing so many children, and I can't even imagine as a father the pain of that experience time after time after time and I know that's another one that yeah. that only can point mm-hmm. towards Jesus yeah. um, and and so you know praise God for that because that's incredible it is um, when you were talking about animism I wanted to kind of jump into that as well to try to bring a little bit of clarity I mean it's something you and I have seen mm-hmm. um, and um, you know the worship of uh, certain rocks and trees, or a mountain, or a cave, and you know, that was one of the things we were able to share with the the people of the village in Umulti. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we were walking with them and talking and asking, you know, do you know God? Do you know God? And, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, oh yeah, yeah, he he he's there in the mountain, mm-hmm. or he, yeah. he's there here, yeah. and. Uh-huh. Um, then to be able to say, okay, well, scripturally, I think mm-hmm. it, it is in Romans when when uh, Paul is writing that, you know, we have no excuse for the gospel because all the creation will point to God. Yeah. Um, and so to to share with them what you're seeing in creation is pointing to the one true God, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. But it's not enough to just know about him yeah you have to know him and you have to know his son jesus and you have to be able to come to a point of reconciliation where you realize that there's nothing you can do on your own yeah but uh to ask for forgiveness and repentance Mm -hmm. and come to him and accept him and when he indwells in you through that repentance salvation can happen and Mm -hmm. um what a praise it was to be able to be there together, you and I, and to see 50 members of that church community or that... Giving em- their lives. Yeah, that, that, an emergent church right there. We praise God for that. <laughs> Amen. 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 Um, 
to to jump back to charms i'm kind of cherry picking my way through the the things that you shared and and trying to bring a little bit of explanation um to our listeners back home uh when you talk about charms uh you're not talking about a a famous breakfast cereal mm-hmm. that we have in America. No. Uh, you're talking about um, specific items, charred bone, mm-hmm. uh, uh, little carvings yeah. that have been given to the Loi Bon, mm-hmm. and then the Loi Bon, through through prayers, mm-hmm. uh, transfers demonic power into these charms. Yeah, and uh, then, like you were saying, in the evening, people were going and placing these items around mm-hmm. um, the church compound to try to yeah. uh, disrupt what you're doing. And, you know, this isn't completely uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, where we were together almost 20 years ago in, in Older Gacy, mm-hmm. in the Maasai lands in southern Kenya, Yeah, um, you and I both know of one specific witch doctor mm-hmm. that would come around there um, as I was asking you about that, and we were talking about this before mm-hmm. uh, sitting down to record this, you know, you shared with me that he was probably one of the last true Loibon of the Maasai Plains, at least in Older Gacy and Loita and those areas that yeah. we know well. Yeah. Um, the, the practices are dying out, and, and I, think, I think there are two things that are the reasons for that. I think um, on the one side, uh, people begin to realize that the Loy Bones are really only um, practicing as a business. Mm-hmm. That this is a money-making enterprise yeah, for them. It is. It doesn't negate the fact that uh, they're in, in tune and in league with demonic forces and with Satan, mm-hmm. but they're using that influence to to make money. Yeah. Um, but I think probably the, the bigger reason that that enterprise has died away in, in that part of southern Kenya in particular is the presence of the church. Yeah. You know, when talking about not only the number of churches in Niagara, Loita, Older Gacy, Oposimuru, mm-hmm. all of these areas yeah. that are growing. Um, and they're, they're now, not only are they growing churches, but they're sending out missionaries like you and your family. Yeah, uh, there are five missionary families that are Maasai mm. that are serving with AGC in different places in Kenya and yeah. Tanzania. Yeah, yeah, and that's incredible. It um, is, and so I think there's no longer a, a, a spiritual vacuum there, mm-hmm. or the balance has shifted, and, and there's a there's a higher presence of of Christian spiritual good and, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in that area, when you you think about that, and you think about the Loibons doing what they do primarily for business practices, it mm-hmm. reminds me of a very real and personal story mm-hmm. um, that also happened to me in this area of northern Kenya. Yeah, um, and that was the last time that we were together three years ago, mm-hmm. and um, at that time we. We had been in Older Gacy, we had gone to the south and come up here for a brief time uh, to distribute the shoe that grows, mm-hmm. to, to meet with you and to see kind of the beginnings of the church before you had a building and, and what was going on. Uh, on the way back out of town, 
Daniel Meissen took me to some of the uh, hand pump wells that he had been a part of installing through Well Wishes. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were thinking that, that one of the areas or partners that the Beehive would, would really want to be focusing on was just clean water mm -hmm. in northern Kenya in this really harsh desert landscape. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was showing me the, that work as well um, and how he was serving his community there. And, and while we were there, um, I've shared this story a few times and, and had, as it's it's sometimes titled in, in scripture, it's I always kind of go back to the woman at the well mm -hmm. story when I've shared this with other people. Yeah. Um, but at one of these hand pump wells, there was a lady that um, we were explaining, "Hey, can we can we please take your picture? You know, ayo tafadali, ayo picture Yeah. Uh, and she had consented and said yes, please. Mm -hmm. um, and so then. After we had taken her picture, mm -hmm. she began to demand cash, mm -hmm. and um, it, it it turned into she was you know beginning to get very very um, angry, mm -hmm. and so we had to just leave as quickly as possible. And as she was leaving, um, as as Masai and Samburu do, and they they count with their hands, mm -hmm. and so she the and the last thing demanding. You know, 500 shillings for her photo. Mm -hmm. She shook her hand in that hand gesture yeah. at us as we were leaving, mm -hmm. and then left. And at that time, we were staying at uh, Archer's Post, mm -hmm. which is about a 90-minute drive south of here. Yeah. Um, and on the way home, or back to our camp, then uh, my brother-in-law Ace, who was my uh, photographer and traveled with me for many trips with Beehive. Mm -hmm began to f to fall violently ill mm -hmm. and uh and so i'm thinking okay it's the it's the northern desert climate mm -hmm. you know? i mean if you're if you're unprepared for this yeah it, it can catch up with you very quickly it can um and you know hot arid dry and so i'm thinking you're 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 just dehydrated mm -hmm. hang out we'll, yeah. we'll be home soon mm -hmm. um and he continues to progress, mm -hmm. progressively get worse and worse. Mm -hmm. and so we get back to our camp. Um, at this point, uh, he's kind of hanging on my shoulder to even just get to the, the hut and sits down and, you know, I, I get him a soda, I get him some water. Mm -hmm. um, it gets to the point where, you know, he's, he's vomiting everything that's going in. And so mm -hmm. I'm having to time, mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes on a timer, take two sips here, two sips here, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking, man, what, what's going to happen? We gotta, we gotta get some fluids in this guy pretty quick, or this is going to turn really nasty. Mm -hmm. uh, and this goes on for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I'm, I'm racking my brain and trying to figure this out. And I finally, I'm talking to Dan again, and I said, "Tell me exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. You know, not just the translation. Tell me exactly." Mm -hmm. And I'm standing up, and one side of the camp. And he said exactly what she said and made the same hand gesture. Mm -hmm. And the moment that that happened, it felt as though my shoes were filled with water. Mm -hmm. I was shaky, sweating from the waist down. Mm -hmm. I felt weak. Um, and it, I knew immediately 
she had left that place mm-hmm. and gone straight to a loy bowl mm-hmm. and had placed a curse on us. Yeah. And I, I made my way around the edge of the seating area to, to, to sit down right in front of Ace. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him straight in the face and I said, she cursed us. Mm-hmm. It was all that I could, you know, get out. Mm-hmm. And since some, some very real experiences in India mm-hmm. that I've shared with you that are other moments of intense spiritual yeah. warfare dealing mm-hmm. with demons in, in, in a very remote part of uh, northeastern India that, again, that, that vacuum of, of the spiritual presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I learned some really hard lessons through that. Uh, and so all I could do was get my Bluetooth speaker out of my bag mm-hmm. and turn on praise and worship music and get that going in the background. And then um, I sat knee to knee with Anthony and we began praying mm-hmm. intensely yeah. back and forth for each other. Mm-hmm. And you could it was almost as if you could begin to feel the lightness. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the end of about 15 minutes, back and forth yeah i like i shared with you i i had this vision of uh, arrows in his back Mm -hmm. and uh, as i began to pray for each one to be removed Mm -hmm. there were 10 of them and he said he could feel like electrical current leaving each of his fingertips Mm -hmm. and the moment that we prayed the last one of those out yeah it was gone, Kabisa. Mm-hmm. He was he was completely healed. And Praise free. God. Praise and, God. And um, and so all of those kind of shared experiences. It was one of those moments of like, uh, really wanted to, to share that time. You know, share these. You know, we we share similar stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that uh, more and more Christians are made aware. Yeah. That this is real. I mean, we can read about it in Scripture and go, okay, you know, all, all Scripture is God-breathed. There's no wasted words. So, of course, maybe it happened back then. Yeah, this is real. I would say uh, that uh, you knew well how to tackle it by praying in mm-hmm. the name of Jesus. I remember you reminded me of uh, a team that came from Nairobi up here in the north. This was a team of ladies around Africa Gospel Churches in Nairobi. Mm. So they came to visit and uh, evangelize and uh, praying for people around. So one of the ladies uh, was walking around with her friend from this place. So they walk around uh, preaching, going from one manada to another. And uh, after the preaching, they went to to rest in one of the rooms and believe you me the lady was in trouble she was completely in trouble she couldn't understand herself things were tough i mean we couldn't know really what was happening Mm -hmm. until uh, 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 they had to notify me Mm. And I just told them to pray against the spirit of the demon, of the evil one. Mm-hmm. And so after they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, she was delivered. Mm. And the following day, 
she told me, you know, while we were preparing to come over to this place, we didn't pray. Mm. And for those who are listeners, I would only say that uh, uh, before you go into any territory, please pray mm-hmm. that the Spirit of God would go mm-hmm. before Amen. you and uh, by your side mm-hmm. and pray that you be covered by the blood of Jesus. Because there are a lot of evil spirits on this world mm-hmm. where there is no word of God and then the spirit of the evil one is domi- dominant. Mm. But we praise God that uh, He is so powerful. Yes, absolutely. He is so powerful. And and that's that's kind of the the direction I wanted us to be going as we're beginning to wrap this up. And it's, as you were listening, you, you could hear that uh, the third uh, leg of the important ministry stool of what we're doing here. Dan Meissen has returned from uh, going to town. And, yeah. Um, so we're going to move towards wrapping this up. But I did want, and you've, you've started talking about it, so we can, we can go there and, and then we can move to close over everything. But I did want to talk a little bit about what are the tools that we're given to combat this. And like you said, prayer mm-hmm. is kind of one of those first wave things yeah um, but I think also uh, with along with prayer you know praise and worship music uh-huh. uh, of, of you know any kind yeah that um, is praise and worship it, it begins to fill the space mm-hmm. with uh, the voice of God um, as you hear it and, and your spirit becomes more in tune and then um, so that's kind of a, an ancillary one, but an important part. And then the other great tool that we have is just the the Word of God itself. The Word of God. Uh, you know, yeah. would, and it's in, um, you know, I think it's Ephesians where he's talking about the, the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the sword of the Spirit yeah. being the Word of Scripture. And that mm-hmm. being one of those, you know, penultimate tools mm-hmm. that we have yeah. uh, to combat uh, the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, pray before you're going abroad. Pray yeah. before you're going on mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even abroad. Pray before you're going on mission. Yeah. You know, in in your your town, in in your province, if you're, you know, going to to be serving mm-hmm. uh, the kingdom, the enemy doesn't want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, in those moments where you begin to realize that attacks could be coming. Uh, know that there's scripture mm-hmm. that that tells us how to specifically deal with that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it talks about even just the name of of, of Jesus Himself yeah. cannot be tolerated by mm-hmm. any of the, the the evil one or his minions. Mm-hmm. And um, and they know. And and one of the things that one of the last things that it wasn't the last thing you said. One of the first things that you said to me. But we'll close out kind of with this is that. Um, like when you're talking to these people here w- about the Loibon, you cannot acknowledge mm-hmm. uh, the presence of, of evil spirits without acknowledging the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sure. You know, if... Guys, there's a big trouble which happened. Rubens. So... Uh, as you will hear, 
we were interrupted uh, while we were talking about this and talking about how to combat mm-hmm. uh, spiritual activity yeah. and um, and in, in the in the moments of discussing that uh, what I believe really was a, a, a spiritual attack on on the ministry it is it is here. it um, is your associate pastor evangelist Ruben's child uh, suffered a, a severe injury falling into the fire burning uh, her hand and, um, and so we take the moment and pause and we pray. And um, as we've just said, these are the tools that we have mm-hmm. to, to go back to Scripture, yeah. to engage the enemy with the written Word of God, mm-hmm. uh, to be empowered to engage the enemy with uh, prayer, um, the first and foremost thing that we, we can do. And that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may be all that we can do right now, but we're both believing yeah. that by the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and in the name of Jesus, uh, the child will be healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in the interim of that, we are going to engage the enemy and uh, bind him and his demons from being able to be present mm-hmm. in this space and in, in yeah. to disrupt the ministry that's at hand. Sure. Yeah, I, it's so shocking that uh, even right as we were discussing about uh, how to combat the schemes of the enemy, mm, yeah, one of us, Dan, just came and interrupted uh, with the bad news that uh, our evangelist uh, son got banned. So it's so real, mm-hmm. but um, well, we we are sure that God is with us, and uh, uh, we just prayed for uh, the young boy that um, he would receive immediate healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, with that rather uh, sobering note, I think. Uh, We'll, we'll wrap up here um, and uh, we'll continue to be in prayer for, for mm-hmm. him and the family and, and their, his parents and, um, and continue well on in ministry tomorrow yeah. and, and what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us. Um, and when this is posted, uh, we will also provide an update as, as far as... Um, what has happened since so mm-hmm. thank you david for being with me again for sharing these these stories and testimonies and uh, uh and the encouragement of how do we engage how do we fight mm-hmm. and we need to be real that it is a fight uh that we're it in is. Um, it is it's foolish not to mm-hmm. um see things that way as as we have unfortunately it's seen this evening mm-hmm. so thank you for being with me and uh, i look forward to the next time that we can do this thank you and god bless you too mm-hmm. thank you